We're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Hey everybody, welcome back to Middle of the Res Road. It is Morgan, Ricky, and Lou here today. And also we have a very special guest. Clayton is here today, who is the first Native American foreman for Whitebird Services. And he is from the Fond du Lac Reservation. Um, Before we get to him, we're going to do our um, weekly updates, um, our trivia question, of course, and all that jazz. So, jazz. All the jazz. Well, first with the trivia question. Okay, we can start with the trivia question. This week, our trivia question is sponsored by Talon Metals, which is located in Tamarack, Minnesota. We actually went out and toured it, what, probably a couple months ago? I think it was like April. Yeah, I think back in April. Yeah. So, thank you, Talon. All right, so the question is, when was the Talon Metals Tamarack Nickel Project first discovered? A, 2002, B, 2014, C, 1970s, D, the 1800s. Hmm. It's a good one. Okay. I'll think okay. about it when yeah, we're think on about it, that. And we will revisit it at the end of the episode. Another update, we were also at Muskie Fest. I think it's called Muskie Fest, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we got we were there touring the craft show. We apparently we missed the they were doing like a Native American Yeah, like it was like dancing dancers, or something. Yeah. yeah. We like just missed it apparently. I know. Sucked. I saw a little bit of video footage of it. It's pretty cool. It was freaking hot. It was though. so hot was sticky when I left. Just sticky? <laughs> but it was cool. I bought a couple flannels. I bought some earrings. Are you and your earrings? I know. Love them. I think we just bought, what did we buy? Meat rub? God, why'd you say that? <laughs> Meat rub? <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's like dry rub. Whatever. The seasoning? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Meat rub. I've never heard it called <laughs> meat rub. <laughs> and there's also a midway road update oh yeah um i think it's today midway road is going to be closed hold on uh today ending on the first so friday today till friday july 1st still and they're repairing the railroad tracks i feel like every road is closed everywhere i go it's construction season it's frustrating speaking of construction Clayton, you're awfully quiet over there. Don't have much to say yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we can get into our little interview chat with Clayton here. Um, so, Clayton, well, let's start off um, with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Like, All right, well, my name is Clayton Kettlehut. I'm 30 years old. I'm an enrolled member at Fond du Lac, and I have... Two sons, Clayton Jr. and Jax, and I have a baby daughter on the way in oh. November. 
Uh, we also have four pets, two dogs, and two cats. What are your pets' names? Uh, the oldest dog is Roxy. She's an old English bulldog. Uh, the youngest is named Max. He's a Chihuahua Pomeranian. Cute. And then my cats' names are Anna Bear and Meow. Meow. <laughs> Just Meow. <laughs> Just Meow. <laughs> I love that. Cute. What do you What do you do when you're not working? What do you like to do for fun? Uh, when I'm not working, I like to play golf. Um, my youngest is really into golf. We like to go fishing a lot, spend time at the cabin on Big Lake here on Fond du Lac. Would you consider yourself a pretty good golfer? Yeah. How long have you been golfing? Uh, I've been golfing since I was three, so Holy. 27 yeah. years. That's a long time. All your life. Yep. What's your favorite course to golf? Uh, the Wilderness at Fortune Bay. It's mm. just a beautiful golf course. There's a couple holes on the lake. It's, it's pretty nice to see. I've heard that's a nice one. I'm not a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Spend too much time in the sand. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not a very easy sport neither. No. It looks easy, but you ain't gonna catch me out there. <laughs> I also heard you're an avid fisherman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as this interview is done, I'm going to get some fishing gear and I'm gonna <laughs> head to Island Lake to chase some walleyes tonight. Nice. So then you you're a Big cooker too of fish. Oh yeah, yeah. Fish yep. fries. We do a lot of fish fries. Uh, unfortunately, Jax is allergic to fish, but he's uh, <gasps> oh, one of the no. biggest fishermen I know, and he can't eat any. So what a oh, sport! Man. Yeah, that's a bummer. So did you grow up on Fond du Lac your whole life? Yep, yep. I was born and raised on Fond du Lac. Um, grew up in three different areas: the compound, Danielson, and Ridge Road. Ooh. Aren't you from the compound? <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> Just on the outside, right? <laughs> the outskirts. <laughs> so what are you doing now for work? Uh, right now, I am currently laid off, but we are starting environmental restoration in July 6th, and we'll be going through November. Very nice. So what, is, what does that entail, like day-to-day? Uh, that's just going to be like upkeep of silt fences, ECDs. Um, there might be some seating involved, maybe a little bit of backfill, leveling, leveling stuff out. Uh, pretty much anything with the environment that needs to be done, our crew will be out there tackling it. Nice. So as a foreman, what separates you from like a laborer? Like are your job duties a little bit different? Yeah. So in, like in the morning we'll have a foreman's meeting where I have to be at work an hour earlier to attend a meeting with the rest of the foreman's and the spread boss and superintendents. And then uh, I'll have to do a morning JSA, like a job safety assessment meeting. Uh, I have to do paperwork on top of like payroll hours for the crew and then if we were to ever do anything wrong or get in trouble, it would be me first before anybody else. So you don't just sit in the truck? No. <laughs> <laughs> so where where are you going to be doing the environmental work? Uh, we'll be on Spread 5, which is spanning from, like, Superior border area over in Renshaw to Floodwood. Okay. Nice. That's, that'd be line 3 then? Yep. Or well, line 93. Well, it'd be three, but then there's a few other lines through there, too. I think we're doing three this, this fall slash winter here. Okay, cool. So with line three, you already, like, put in what What else do you guys have to do, like, as far as environmental stuff? Well, they left the silt fences and all the ECDs out over the winter and the spring thaw. I know there's been a crew out there right now kind of keeping maintenance on them. 
but they will do like I think there's removal and installation of some stuff going through as well. So once that's all put in, we'll have to go in and make sure everything's set up before they can work. You got to get ECDs in places, so there's no runoff into any sensitive areas or anything like that. What's oh. an ECD? Uh, erosion control device. So it can be anything from a fence to a silt sock that goes across like the right of way and stuff. So it holds everything in place if it runs off. Okay. Okay. Seems very thorough. Yeah, the, there is a lot when it comes to that. I mean, they have a lot of silt fences and a lot of ECDs out there. So, How long have you been in this foreman position? Uh, last season was my first season as the foreman, so this will be my second. Nice. What did you think of it at first? Uh, at first, it was a little overwhelming. Um, not knowing like the computer side of everything with how precision and we ran our iPad stuff was a little learning curve, but once we got it down, it was, it was pretty good. Do you see yourself doing this long term? Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Um, as long as my body can hold up for it, I'd like to continue working in the laborers union and in this position until retirement. But it is a tough field to work until you're retired because it's pretty taxing on the body. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. Ugh. I I wasn't in the union, but I was a laborer for a while, and that's tough. It is very tough. I was I was also a laborer for a weekend, <laughs> and for three days, <laughs> and that was enough. That was that was enough. Yeah, I'm done. We we weren't even outside either. We were inside, <laughs> but it was hot. With no AC though. Yeah. Oh. So what did you do before you became a foreman? Uh, so before I was the foreman, I was at an actual labor with the crew. Um, did a lot of labor work for Whitebird Services, and then the opportunity arose to become the straw boss, which I was gladly accepted that. And uh, a few months after that, they asked me if I wanted to move up to the foreman's position and I said, absolutely. So you moved up pretty quick then. Very quick. How how has working in the trades benefited you and your family? Oh, it's greatly benefited us financially. Um, and then the health insurance and the, the packages for that side of the union is uh, very, very good. The retirement's really good. The insurance is awesome. The vacation pay is pretty good, too. So, I mean, it's it's uh, definitely benefited me and my family. Do do they mind your long hours? Uh, a little bit. The kids do. Um, like, during this layoff, all I've done is fished, golfed, spent time with the kids and wife, and they get a little lonesome when I'm gone for so long. Aww. So, I know you said you had a baby on the way. Yep. Are you going to be able to take time off a little bit when the baby's born? Is that something that they're... Yep, I've talked to Josh and Derek both about it, and uh, they said when the time comes, we'll figure something out. So, nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. They're well, very understanding bosses. So you like working with Whitebird? Oh, yeah. Well, and you said that she's due in November, right? Yep. So yep. there's a so, chance that you could be laid off Yeah, there, there's a chance. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Josh also said that there's a chance that, you know, this to November could turn into possibly through the winter. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, well, if it does, it does. We'll figure something out. If it doesn't, then that would be perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So with your long hours, what do you guys, what do you normally do on, what, do you guys get one day off a week? Uh, yeah, for the most part. There was a, a month or two there that we worked seven twelves. Jesus. So that was that was pretty tough. And we were we were stationed out in Floodwood, so to get home it was 45 minutes, and then that's seven thirty eight o'clock. Got to eat, shower, go to bed, and get to work by 6. Right. Oh my gosh. 
So what did you do on your one day off? (laughs) One day off, I uh, tried to sleep in as much as possible, but the body's pretty programmed when you wake up every morning at 5.30. You don't really get much sleep in on days off, but I try to go out fishing, spend some time with the family, maybe do some golfing or something. So this might be a little off topic or kind of going backwards, but what did you do before you were in the trades? Before I was in the trades, I was a assistant PGA professional at Black Bear Golf Course here on Fond du Lac. Okay, nice. Yeah, I went I went through the PGA schooling program, uh, passed a playing ability test where you have to go shoot a certain score to be able to turn pro, and uh, things just didn't work out financially for me and the golf course, so I decided it was time to go somewhere else to make some more money. How long did you do that? Uh, I was there for like 11 years. Dang. It's a long time. Yeah, it is. But did you have a good time doing it? I did. <laughs> I, I, I taught junior golf for seven years, which was awesome because there's a lot of kids that I taught now that are growing up who are very good golfers and I've seen a lot of kids on the high school team at state tournaments so it was a it was a fun rewarding job but the financial part of it wasn't really up to par for me yeah that kind of it's always it always sucks when mm-hmm. right you I mean doing something but you just can't yeah it was, it was to very tough it. to leave just because I, I I knew everybody at the golf course it was almost like a family type environment and then all the kids always looked up to you, and then being a good golfer and a teacher, it always helped with pretty much everything at the golf course, so that was nice, but the finances just weren't right. what I needed. But at least you like, you like what you're doing oh, now, yeah. too. Yep, yep, for sure. I, I love what I'm doing now. What kind of made you decide to become a laborer? Well, we were. I was working with Josh Whitebird and uh, Derek with Whitebird Services out in a pipe yard just south of Cromwell, I think it's technically Kettle River, and uh, the opportunity arose to become a union laborer, so I was like, you know, that's, I talked to my father about it, and he said, you know, I'm in the union for the operators, and it's the best thing I've ever done, so you might as well do it, and I was like, all right, and Whitebird Services uh, paid our way to get into the union, so the initiation was taken care of, so it was a no-brainer. That's what a lot of people say when they say that they join the union, they're like, yeah. Best thing that I've ever done. And yeah, and it's it's pretty hard to get into the union, too. I mean, you kind of, like, have to have, like, a sponsor company get you in. And mm-hmm. so once it came, I was like, you know what, let's do it. And then it's been the best decision I've made so far. So you said your dad is in the union as well? Yep, my dad works at Husky Oil Refinery in Superior. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of the top operators down there, and he's been there for, I think, 25-plus years now. Wow. Good for him. Do yeah. you have any other family that's in the trades as well? No. Nope. No, nope, just just my dad. What are some of your goals? Do you have any goals for your career or where you see yourself in the future? Uh, well, I'd like to either become a part owner of a company or possibly my own company so I can have my children work for me and have a good financial situation as well. Oh, I love that. That's a good goal. That I, is a good goal. I did not expect that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good. Dang. Because, uh, like, I wish I would have joined when I was 18 mm-hmm. instead of, you know, yeah. wait until I was 26, 27. Would have been a whole different story. What are the what are the benefits like? The benefits are great. Like I said before, the, uh, the retirement package is pretty good. Um, you get vacation pay. So at the end of every year, if you if you want to take it in October, they send you a letter. You can take it out in December, which is great because then that helps for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know. And then if you don't, you have you can keep it in there for three years. And then the health insurance is some of the best out there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I guess if you could say anything to somebody looking to get into this line of work, 
what would you say to them? Well, if you're ready to work and be a dedicated worker, I'd say don't wait, do it now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Get your pension rolling. As soon oh as yeah. You can. Yep. Yep. That retirement age will get closer and closer the younger you start. So. How long do you have to work to get your pension? You have to be. You have to have accredited five years, and in order to get a credit, it's like eleven hundred hours a year. Oh, okay. So to get vested, you need five of those. So how so, long? How long is that? If you don't mind me asking. Eleven hundred hours. No, I guess. I mean, if you're working five years straight for a whole season, you're going to get, like, last year, I think I had, like, 1,600, 1,700 hours. Okay, yeah, that was my... Oh, yeah. so you already met one of those? Yeah, okay. yeah, I already have three credits this year, or oh, going into this year, and I've been in for four years, so... Wow. So you're almost vested. Yep. Nice. That's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, very good. Well, good. So what is your all-time favorite thing about your job? Uh, the people I work with, um, we have a very good, fun crew. You know, we get the job done, but there's also a lot of joking and having a good time. So it's not like I wake up in the morning and say, oh, man, I got to go to work today. It's kind of like I look forward to going to see what kind of jokes are going to be said and <laughs> how people are going to mess with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any funny stories you can share? Speaking uh, of jokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 tr I tried to come up with one, and there's just so many. I mean, it's just a good time every day, pretty much. We all get along, so I couldn't really pinpoint one story. I remember Derek saying something about like a hurt feelings form. Oh yeah, like yeah, that one. Okay, so uh, Brandon had got his feelings hurt, and uh, Derek came up with the idea to bring the safety guy from precision out there to hand him a form that said hurt feelings and it had a bunch of like did your feelings get hurt did you have to tell your mom about it and, I mean, and the the kid that was handed it uh thought it was serious because it was a big safety guy and we had a meeting for it and then it was a joke so he uh he got a good kick out of it as did the rest of the crew oh funny that's a good one well it's cool you guys have fun and you all seem to enjoy going to work every day and yeah it would be pretty feeling. be pretty hard to go to work every day with uh not having fun and not having a good crew definitely especially working that long right? yeah i mean you yeah, long hours during the season that pretty much becomes your family mm -hmm. you spend so many hours with them all the time so it's good to have good people on the crew all right well i guess do you have anything else for us clayton i don't all no right. fun facts no fun facts. I did hear a joke the other day from a five-year-old that I got. I think I have to tell you guys. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. What happens to a frog when it gets in a car accident? It gets towed. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was pretty I'm good. I'm like trying time. to think. That's, <laughs> that's a, good a good one. I thought it was going to say something about getting he croaks. <laughs> well, so did I when he told yeah. me. So did I when he told me. All right. Well, thank you, Clayton. We appreciate you coming down and talking with us for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well... We just have a couple more updates for you guys after that great interview with Clayton. Where's the powwow at this weekend? Redcliffe, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Do you guys have any plans for the 4th? Not not yet. It's weird that it's on a... I can't believe it's already on the 4th. Yeah, it's crazy. It's already over halfway through the year. I know. Well, if you're in Redcliffe or going that way, check it out. Should be a good time. Also, what is our 
What was our dun, dun, dun. Um, Okay, so well, the question was, when was the Talon Metals Tamarack Nickel Project first discovered? The options were 2002, 2014, 1970s, or 1800s. So what's your guys' guess? I don't know. I feel like I'm just hearing about Talon, so I'm going to say... Gonna, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say 2014. I was going to say 2002. Okay. The answer is the 1970s is when the Minnesota Geologic Survey conducted a statewide aeromagnetic survey across Minnesota in search of magnetic anomalies. Tamarack was one of those magnetic anomalies that appeared in the data collected from that survey. Hmm. I never would have guessed that. I know. I feel like talent's so new. Like how right. yeah. from the yeah. 1970s? They have Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> Also, a fun fact about Talon is the statewide survey was funded by the penny per pack cigarette tax in Greece. Hmm. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Not me. Not me either. <laughs> but cool. So there's some little Talon info. Fun facts. Thanks again to Talon. Yeah. We love Talon. Yeah. They're great to us. Definitely. Um, I think I just have a couple more updates. There's Monday for yoga tonight at, where is it it's at It's in again, Duluth, though? isn't it? Somewhere in Duluth? Yeah, I shared it on our Facebook page. Every Sunday we share stuff. It's called Supton Sunday. Supton. Supton. What's going on around town? It is at Wild State Cider in Duluth. I just thought it was cool. Okay. Do yoga? Go get a beer afterwards? <laughs> Sounds pretty Way chill. go. Speaking of something cool, we hit 300 followers on Facebook. So now we get to do another giveaway. Yes. So watch our socials for giveaway announcements and teasers and upcoming stuff. It's going to be be a good one. Oh, show. All right. Well, from all of us here at Middle of the Res Road, say see you next time. Bye. See ya. We hi ha